How should security leaders prepare for the top security threats of 2013? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about new research by Wisegate. I'm talking with Tom Newton. He's the CISO with the Carillion Clinic in Virginia. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to be here, Tom. To start out, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the clinic, please? Okay, I was hired by Korean about 16 years ago as their information security officer and business continuance planner. And I think over the past several years, I've kind of migrated away from the technical side of both security and planning and been concentrating more on the business side of those two uh, issues. I work very closely with compliance, with legal, and I review and sign all business associate agreements with for the organization. I coordinate the internal and external audits. Uh, I work very closely with our privacy officer and have for the last 12 years, and we have an extremely good relationship, and she has helped me tremendously with uh, unauthorized access and resolving uh, privacy issues. work closely with uh, risk management and, of course, with uh, technical services group, helping them to maintain and upgrade our uh, security uh, capabilities throughout the year. My background is primarily financial. I was the uh, CISO and, and business recovery uh, planner for 13 years for Dominion Bank shares before coming to Korean. Korean Clinic is uh, the largest health care provider in southwest Virginia. We have eight hospitals, 100 and some odd clinics, uh, 12,000 employees, give or take a few. We are a teaching hospital, and we have uh, partnered with Virginia Tech to create the Virginia Tech Korean School of Medicine and also associated with the Jefferson College of Health Sciences and we're the only Trauma One hospital in the area. So Wisegate is out with this new report, preparing for the top security threats of 2013. What do you see as some of the top threats that have emerged, and why do they pose unique threats this year, do you believe? Well, I think we still have the same threats we've always had with the various viruses and malware, denial of the services and that type of stuff. I mean, we have to keep an eye on that, but from now on, I think we've got some issues that are unique that we haven't seen in the past. And the first one, I think, is the enormous expansion in the amount of data that's being collected. Uh, trying to protect this data that's being shared in, in our instance in-house, in our in-house environment, as well as to uh, uh, an alarming rate is shared and, and resides on personal devices, on registries, um, Business associates have this information, a lot of our information. It's, sometimes it's in the cloud, and it, it, these provide a tremendous amount of control issues that we have to address. Secondly, I think individuals coming out of high school and colleges have a more technical background than employees in the past, and they find in workarounds to make their job easier, which is good, but in doing that, some, they will put our data in a compromising position such as putting it out on Dropbox. And I've always had a fear of waking up one morning and finding our data on Facebook and Twitter. And I think that every organization needs a very strong social media policy and one that's enforceable. And fourth, I think, just trying to educate and inform employees of the importance to them and our organization in protecting data of the risks that they're taking when storing confidential data on mobile devices. If an organization cannot show that they can protect their data, 
they will lose trust of their clients and lose value. And when you lose value, you start losing jobs. Tom, let's dive into a few of these specific threats. And the first one that jumps to mind is the bring-your-own-device trend. This has been an issue for organizations probably for about two years now. How has the threat evolved for organizations in 2013? What are the challenges they face? Well, I think what's going to be different as the years go on is there's going to be more of these type of devices and there's going to be a demand by employees to use them. Uh, there's some advantages maybe of that. An employee is more productive, could be more productive if he or she is using a device that they're familiar with. And there's been some talk about it being more cost-efficient if the employee provides their own device versus the organization, but I haven't seen any real proof of that. My biggest concern over this is trying to maintain these devices from a variety of manufacturers, models, and operating systems. And, of course, we read so much about them being lost with um, confidential information on these devices. Then if you allow uh, corporate data to go on these devices, how do you separate corporate data from personal data? If the device is lost, how can you remotely um, clean the device off without destroying maybe what's in the personal side of it? And so I think it's all kind of uh, issues along that line. And another one would be e-discovery issues. How do you retrieve data for legal reasons should you get a subpoena for such? Awareness is one of the other top threats that's highlighted. And this strikes me as one that has always been a challenge for organizations. Why more so now? Why does it rise to the top of the threats? I think because employees have a greater capability of moving data around and storing it in places that are not secure, like on their personal device, Dropbox, Google Docs, and whatnot. And we have to educate them on the risk they are accepting and the position they are putting their organization and themselves in when doing so. In healthcare, I think that there are issues in personal lives that sometimes outweigh the consequences or the risks that they're taking when accessing data. And I'll give you an example of that. We have had an employee who had a custody battle with her ex-husband over custody of the children. So she wanted to look in his medical record to see if there's anything there that she could use to discredit him. And she did that. And we called her in an audit. And the results of that and the consequences of that violation was that she not only lost custody of her children, but she also lost her job. So we have to continue to help employees comprehend the consequences of unauthorized access to protected data. In Virginia, uh, an employee can be sued by a patient if their uh, privacy has been violated, and if you're a nurse, you could lose your license. Tom, cloud security is one of the other threats that emerged at the top. What do you find to be the most serious and real concerns about cloud security? Again, it's a topic that people have talked about for some time now. Yeah, I think the report points out that the concerns are around data compromise, data loss, and uptime reliability, but it's also the loss of control which concerns me the most. Personally, I'm just not comfortable in a cloud. An example of that would be when I give somebody I hardly knew my credit cards, bank checkbook, social security number, all my personal information to keep from me, and in return all I'm going to get back from him is a piece of paper with some type of guarantees to access my data and protect my information. How would I sleep at night? Until 
I have some level of comfort with cloud providers. I'm not inclined to place uh, protected health information in that type of environment. And I realize that over time, clouds may be the thing and the way to go, but for right now, I'm not comfortable with that, and I'm not ready to go there quite yet. Let's talk now about some of the prescriptions a report makes to address some of these threats. And one comes back to one of the threats that we talked about, and it's awareness, the need for greater awareness. Again, this is a topic that organizations have tackled for years, and many unsuccessfully. What will be most effective? What's most effective for you when it comes to increasing awareness? Well, I, w- I wish I knew what was most effective, and I think that's a good question. I have written scripts for videos that have been published and shown in-house. I've traveled around our facilities, uh, given presentations to departments and groups. I've published flyers. I've written articles for departments and organizational uh, newsletters. I've written policies, and I still have people that violate our policies and procedures. And this is even after they've signed a access and confidentiality agreement saying that they wouldn't do that, that they wouldn't look at patient information that they didn't have a need to know, and they and they do that anyway. And it, it really bothers me sometimes to think of why they would do that, but I think we have to reach the point where we can convince the employee that protecting data within the organization is in their best interest. Personal issues or desires cannot outweigh the organizational issues when it comes to protected data. Protected data will help ensure that they can keep their job and and will protect them from personal liability. I think mid-level and senior management must also take a role in this awareness. They have to practice good security intelligence for any hope of our employees doing the same thing. Tom, one of the other prescriptions was that IT departments ought to be first adopters of technology. How is this going to help organizations to mitigate their threats? I'm very much an opponent of this. I think it's an excellent idea. I can see how a product can come in and and we can work with it and see how it works. We can look at how it might impact workflows, productivity, system performance, and get all that worked out before we actually share it with the rest of the organization. But once that's done, I think it's very important to have the department or area identify that they become an ambassador for this new process. It always helps to have that person and that organization to go out front and be the one that sells the product and not just IT. Because a lot of times they just think it's just something IT uh, is trying to push down them, but they can show another department that's using it and using it well, it just works out so much better. Final question for you, Tom. There are a number of threats that are discussed in this report. You've got your own organization to tend to. What advice would you give to organizations, including your own, about how to mitigate the top security threats? Well, I think we have to never give up. We have to keep on pushing toward the mark. We have to never forget that it's not our responsibility alone to protect data. It's every employee's responsibility Without them, we will lose. We are only a facilitator of good and appropriate data practices. And at the end of the day, know that we did the best job we could with the resources we have to create the tenor of data security within the organization. Tom, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. You have a good day. We've been talking about the top security threats of 2013, how to prepare for them. I've been talking with Tom Newton. He's the CISO with the Carilion Clinic in Virginia.
For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.